the podcast for you, the real estate professional. This is One on One, the official Realty One Group podcast powered by One University. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Survived a hurricane. The winds are gone. The water's receding. All is good on the East Coast. I know. So that was my question. We are. We were just talking off camera, and you know, here in Southern California, we have two seasons where it's basically just hot and then slightly warm. And we were wondering, like, what is it? Well, first of all, I know you you dodged the hurricane, but you had a lot of rain this weekend, didn't you? Yeah, we had about six inches of rain, but gosh, nothing compared. Um, prayers and support for the our, our yeah. affiliates and our associates, professionals down in um, on the west coast of Florida. It is it's devastated. Yeah, it really is. Um, you know, it's. I just feel like it's we, we can't catch a break, right? Right. It's right. But there's some optimism, and that's what we're here to oh, talk yeah. about today. Um, even in this, this, you know, as I think we're using, we've been using the phrase shifting market. Um, there's, there's money to be made, there's success to find. And I know you really want to talk about the, the difference between uh, a coach, a mentor and a trainer. And I think, uh, you know, from my perspective, I've, even when I'm writing content for this company, sometimes I mix the three words because I assume that they have very similar meanings and they don't. Um, and so right. I, I kind of wanted you to just like, give us a bird's eye view and then we can break down each one and obviously why each one is vital to uh, a professional success. Okay. Um, I think the the reason this is top of mind for me, Josh, and the reason it's so important and I wanted you and Ryan and I to talk about it today is because it's subject to your level of experience. Mm -hmm. And I think we have such a heavy population of realtors right now who have been in the industry less than 10 years and they've been in a rising market and not a shifting market. So I think it's important that the essence of the message today is to know who do you lean into for guidance? Who is going to help you navigate that path? And your experience in the market is, is going to be, it's, it's all subjective around that. Um, you know, we've got a big, heavy population, and there's no right or wrong, but we've got a lot of people who just are not as fundamentally mm-hmm. um, secure as they need to be in the industry as far as pricing and negotiating and price reduction. And we've talked about this a lot on previous podcasts, but it's well worth revisiting. And in no way should anyone be the least bit offended or embarrassed because they don't have that skill set. Now is the time to learn that skill set. Does that make sense? It does. And I kind of want to go back to what you said uh, with with leaning into experience. So if we say less than 10 years in the industry, so let's say they started in 2012, they obviously didn't deal with the crash in 2007. And so when you're you're saying that the market's just been going up and up and up and up and up. So yeah, you could be a, a, a 10 year veteran agent that's never really dealt with any sort of shifting market. And so now this is, it's scaring a lot of people that have even been in the industry for a decade. Yeah, it's, it's, it's critical yeah. and you shouldn't be scared. I think a lot of fear comes from where you're focusing your attention. And that was one thing we talked about off, off camera was people have got to lean into wisdom mm-hmm. and not the media. Yeah, The media is hyped. The media is selling advertising. The media is trying to do everything they can to grasp your attention. And the bottom line is every shifting market is different. Mm-hmm. The recession, the great recession was of, of 2007 was not as same as the great depression of the twenties. Correct. 
Um, and this shift is certainly not what 2007, 2008 was, yet a lot of the media wants to create that sense of urgency right. and that sense of fear. And um, that's what we want to talk about today. What's the difference? Who can you lean into? What's the difference in a coach, a counselor, and a mentor? Mm-hmm. And it is subject to your level of experience. So I always like to go back and say, if you look at the definition, the noun, the definition of a coach, a coach was designed to um, provide safe passage. Mm-hmm. If you go back to the stagecoach, whether it be with with money or whether it be with lives, was to provide safe passage. So then you take it to the verb. That's what a coach does. A coach provides safe passage from one place to another. A coach and a counselor are change-oriented. A mentor is growth-oriented. Okay. So in this industry, let's talk about a mentor first. Yeah. In our offices, we have a great mentor program. We have a program called Rev Up that is for new agent training. By the way, that 10-year veteran who may need to sharpen the skill set, Rev Up is, is great for that, okay. as well as a lot of other tools that we have in One.U. But that mentor, that growth-oriented is um, – how do I understand better negotiation in my growth in my career? How do I understand better pricing, better setting expectations? And the walk away from this is learning how to set expectations. Mentors instruct and guide. Um, They teach new skills. It's about giving people broader outlooks. They use stories. They use events. They use experience. Um, Think about this. A mentor is a person who walks beside you. Yeah and says, let me show you how to do this. So if you are in that place and and it, it, you may need all three. If you're in that place that you need that mentor to sharpen that skill set, look around your office, look around your market, who is skilled, Mm -hmm. who is masterful, whether it be scripts, whether it be negotiation, whether it be setting expectations for price reductions. We're having, you know, Mark talks a lot about people coming in and saying, Hey, this property has been on the market for 10 days without an offer. What do I do now? Right. Um, So, that complication. The other thing um, around that is lean into that mentor, that person that is the guide, Mm -hmm. the person that's going to walk beside you. Now let's talk about a coach. Um, A coach inspires and motivates. A coach helps you see within you what you have. A coach is not a, a sage, not a guru, doesn't know all the answers, doesn't tell you what to do. A coach asks a lot of questions. A coach is about that change orientation, Mm -hmm. that this is the goal. What changes do I need to make daily, weekly, monthly, consistently to make that change happen? So a coach helps you identify what do you need to do and then hold you accountable to do it. There's a lot of skill building in that. There's still some training in that. Um, There's still some exercises in that, but it's accountability. It's, this is what I'm going to do. This is who I leverage to. This is going to help me do it. It's, it's, it's a cooperative, more of a collaborative effort. Would you, it does. Would you argue that from uh, like at least a good coach is also someone that can identify your strengths and weaknesses and then how best to utilize them? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Not tell you what to do. I think a lot of people think I'm going to hire a coach and they're going to tell me what to do. And that's really not the role of a coach. I want you to think about the mentor walking side by side. I want you to think about the coach kind of walking behind you and prompting. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that not the push, but just saying, okay, go left, go right, right, stay straight. 
whatever that prompting yeah. um, looks like. So the role of a coach, your coach in your office may be your broker affiliate. Absolutely. Um, your broker owner would do that. Um, they're going to help you with setting expectations um, for pricing and all that kind of thing. But more importantly, they're going to help you set the goals and then identify what you need to do to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in the season as we approach Q4. We're in the season of um, doing your business plan. Yeah. 1.U, we will be releasing that within the next two weeks. We hope to have it ready by base camp mm-hmm. next week and probably will. But it's all about identification. It's all about expectations and then what do I need to do daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, annually to get to that goal? Yeah. And what is non-negotiable? Yeah. So if I say I want this and I have to do that and I have to do that to get this, when I don't do that, what is what do I what am I sacrificing? Yeah. Is it my house payment? Is it my car payment? Is it my kids' college education? It braces, car insurance. What is what's being sacrificed? Yeah when the when the non-negotiables become negotiable does that make sense it does so uh i want to go back to uh you know some of the different programs that we offer through one.u and i mean i i've seen firsthand how beneficial they are and i don't want to make this you know a a plug to realty one group but oh go ahead okay (laughs) during during this time when you know things are shifting and i know we have stressed this on different uh, podcast episodes, and we've stressed this in our campaigns, and um, it, this is really a time for professionals to take a look at their business, re-educate themselves, uh, start building skills in places that they didn't necessarily have them before. Um, can you kind of talk about like how how simple that is to do with w- one university, whereas some other brokerages may not have that at the fingertips of their agents? I love that. I love that. And it is simple yet not easy. I want to be very clear. I know you use that. What 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 you've described is the third is a counselor. Yeah. So the mentor to review the mentor walks beside you. The coach walks behind you and the counselor walks in front of you and pulls, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and says, come on, let's do this. And that's what one dot you can work as a counselor, as well as if you have an individual to do that. So that counselor says, okay, go do this. Let me pull you into this. And we do have resources available within our university. We have learning tracks, we have development tracks. So if you're new to the industry, you, you, we can assign you as that counselor, Mm -hmm. we can assign you these tasks, these education platforms, um, to, to get you on that right track. We have a surviving to thriving, um, which takes you from that. I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good, but I need to get to that next, that next level. And that, as we've talked about, Josh is going to be the opportunity over the next six to nine to 12 months. Mm -hmm. And then we have one for experienced agents. Um, what, so that's the counselor. That's the third. You have a mentor, you have a coach, and then you have a counselor. One walks behind you, one walks beside you, and one walks in front of you and pulls you ahead. So, from from a one dot you standpoint, it sounds like the counselor situation is because whether you're a, a first day agent or you've been in the industry for ten years, there's something for you at one dot you, and there's something to help mm-hmm. you better yourself in your career. Talk to me about um, finding the right fit at, for a coach and a trainer because I know, like you know, me as a, a, a as an athlete growing up, there were certain coaches that I got along with, and then there were certain ones where we just butted heads and it. it didn't work out. It, the chemistry just wasn't there. 
So how do you, uh, maybe from a, an agent standpoint, how do you find the right coach? How do you find the right trainer? How do you, what do you look for to make sure that that's going to be the right person or right fit for you? Wow. That is just so insightful on your part. And I think, I think as you're discerning a, a good coach, um, a good coach understands behavior enough to be a chameleon. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And what I mean by that, if you're a high S or you're that steadfast, steady person, that's extremely loyal. Mm -hmm. Um, as a coach, I recognize that and I speak to you and I coach you from a loyalty standpoint, from everything that, that is in your DNA. Yeah. So a good coach is going to match that and mirror what you need. Um, I think, I think with athletes, a lot of times, um, and when you talk about a trainer, a trainer, um, and, and I think, I think a coach, this is just a personal perspective. Doesn't need to be a hard ass. Yeah. I doesn't agree. Need to be a candy ass, but doesn't need to be a hard ass. Yeah. I think if you're training physically, when there's pain, there's gain yeah. physically. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Like for, for your soccer, mm -hmm. I don't think professionals that's necessary. Yeah. I think what you need to do is help find a coach, mentor, counselor who can identify, okay, this is, this is what motivates me. This is what inspires me. And they coach you to that. And mm -hmm. I'm going to use a, an example. Um, and, and regardless, and I'm going to use basketball because you know, I'm, I'm not a soccer person. I'm a, I'm a basketball it's person. Okay. I love basketball and, too. And I know. But I'm going to use college um, and I'm going to use college because college football has so many different area yeah. coaches, you know, from yeah. um, six or seven coaches, a team. Defense, whatever. Yeah. But basketball coach, if you put five people on the court, number one, you got to make sure they communicate. But as a coach, you've got to know what motivates and inspires. Right. So Scotty Pippen. OK, let's use this analogy. Scotty Pippen, who had the highest assist in the in the in the league at the time mm -hmm. happened to be with the person that had the highest points mm -hmm. that was not coincidental right scotty pippen higher s loyal um and and if you read what happened to him later in his career you you understand he is that extremely loyal yeah. um individual loves loves michael jordan he loved throwing the ball to michael jordan for michael jordan to make the basket Correct. michael jordan is a high d he loves to shoot the ball mm -hmm. What Phil Jackson knew was I've got a winning combination because I got somebody that loves to pass the ball, somebody that loves to shoot the ball, both to do it well. As a coach, Phil Jackson knew how to inspire both players as different as they are. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So in real estate, I need to identify as a coach, man, I've got this wizard of a listing of a listing um, hero mm -hmm. and I need to motivate them and inspire them to go out and get as many listings as they can because they're service oriented. Um, they're detail oriented. They, they know how to provide extraordinary customer service. Right. And I've also going to coach up buyer's agents. They're two entirely different um, skill sets, but I, as a coach, I've got to know how to motivate and inspire both. So to me, it's more identifying that coach who gets that mm -hmm. And who knows how to speak the language, um, whether it be speaking to you from generational, you know, knowing how to communicate based on if you're a baby boomer or if you're a, a millennial, right. um, knowing how to speak to you based on your behavior style, whether you're a, a, in the disc, if you're a high D or a high S, um, and then knowing your learning style. Yeah. Um, I am a physical learner. You need to let me do it. Yeah. You know, and, and physically experience it. 
and then I then I can do it the next time. If I watch you do it, I'm, my attention span is not good enough yeah. for me to get that. Yeah. So uh, a coach is understands all of these and is then able to take it back to the client and apply it. Yeah. Mentor does the same thing. Mentor has that same skill set. Well, I think that's uh, not not to take this back to Phil Jackson and talk about basketball for the rest of the episode, but if you throw Dennis Rodman into that mix, he was able to handle all three of them and Steve Kerr. I mean, that's why do you think he was such a good coach? But see, I think a lot of people underestimate that ability and that skill set. And I mean, goodness, you know, goodness gracious, if you look at, I mean, you know, I mean, let's take it all the way back to John Wooden. Yeah. The, the, the fans never would have let, you know, I think John Wooden had 13 losing seasons before he won nine NCAA tournaments, seven or nine, whichever it was. Um, but unfortunately, I don't know that the fan base has that patience now. They but don't. what happened during that time was more than winning NCAA trophies, he was developing men. Yeah. And if oh you my go gosh, back yeah. and look at the legacy he left, yeah. and that's what a good coach does. Yeah. A good coach is building that legacy and is that person that says, man, you know, you've got the real estate professional to bring it back to real estate that says, man, I remember when I was panicking and this is a counselor role because rates went to 7%. But fortunately I had a mentor who was selling real estate when rates were at 16% -hmm. and provided leadership with, with calmness and leadership with this too shall pass. This is just a bump in the road because I think a lot of people are panicking over every little thing and it, it sucks. I mean, let's be honest. The whole freaking thing sucks. It does. This too shall pass. Yeah. Um, I'm going to bring it back again. I don't know if you saw Greg Popovich, the the coach for the San Antonio Spurs in his preseason press conference. I don't know if you saw it either, Ryan, where he, he, he's getting a lot of flack because he basically said, if you're going to Vegas this season, do not bet on the San Antonio Spurs to win the championship. And he was saying that about his own team, and a lot of people are like giving him a lot of crap for this, but he, he followed it up with, my job is to make sure that these young men have the best possible opportunity to have long and fruitful NBA careers. And so he, what he's doing is he's actually being a phenomenal coach. He's realizing like these are, he has a very young team, and he's going to make sure that these guys are set up for success because that's what's the most important thing. It's not winning a championship. It's making sure that these guys are successful in their careers. And so I actually loved it. And that kind of reminds me of like what's going on right now. Um, a really mm-hmm. good coach is going to be like, yeah, it kind of sucks right now, but I'm going to set you up for success when things get a little bit better. I mean, I want you to think about this, Josh. The the professionals who champion this market will champion any market. Yeah, I know. I know you've said that. And it's, it's I mean, if, if, if you've gone from multiple offers, not mean multiple offers, I mean, dozens of offers on overpriced properties, waiving appraisals, waiving inspections, mm-hmm. and now you take it to this market, you're, you're going to be prepared for any, anything, the market, any shift yep. the market shows throws towards you. So I think the, uh, the short-term lesson is make sure you have the right people in your corner, right? 
Well, the the if you walk the the biggest message to walk away from is, and I don't I don't mean to I'm, it's not a conspiracy theory. Please don't anyone anyone think that. But just be careful who you listen to. Yeah. Be really careful who you tune into. Keep it local. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the, the market in Pennsylvania is very different than the market in Southern California. That's very different than Raleigh, North Carolina. And if I listen to California's market in North Carolina, I would be frazzled. Yeah. I need to know who do I lean into. And this is this needs to be data-driven. Yeah. This is not what I hear. This is dig into your data. Look at your absorption rate. Look at your days on the market look at all that data that is that that aggregated data that you can then you know analyze and 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 give good advice to your people but if you need help with that be okay with raising your hand Mm -hmm. um you know i tell i tell our affiliates all the time we can do a lot of things in in the learning and development part department the one thing we can't do is read your mind yeah don't think why are they not calling me why are that they not reaching out to help same thing for professionals raise your hand and go i'm lost right. i need help because that's what professionals do mm-hmm. you don't you don't need to know everything just know just know who to ask and when to ask for that help yeah and not be afraid to ask for help not be afraid to ask right i agree kathy um i don't want to i know you are a very very busy woman and i don't want to take all of your time but um, for our listeners, Kathy and I are going to be together in Austin very soon. And so we are going to be doing, we're bringing the podcast with us. And so we are going to be sitting down and getting to interview some of the people that are going to be attending base camp with us. Um, and I'm very excited about that. So that should be coming yes, up okay. very, very soon. Um, but yeah, yeah, within six weeks or so. yeah. So until then, Kathy, thank you as always. It's so good to see you. Thank you. All right. I'll thank see you soon. You. We thank you for joining us today on another episode of One on One, a Realty One Group podcast. We are powered by One.U and ask if you have suggestions, recommendations, or questions, please email learning at realtyonegroup.com. And remember, pay close attention to the details, listen to understand, not respond, and always be a resource, not a sales pitch.